We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. Welcome to News Today with Dr. June Knight as your host on WITB. This is a WATB disclaimer. Trying to show you lately what their plan is, okay? And uh, it is where they have pulled everybody together under this umbrella of the conservatives, okay? And so what they have done is created a mutual enemy. Instead of the way that we have done everything in the past, as far as, you know, the devil has always been our enemy. In the church, we have good versus evil. We have the devil, the spirit of Antichrist, and we have the gospel, okay? But what we've done over the years uh, through media, the Christian media, is we have partnered with the beast. We have partnered with the government. Uh, who has come up with this genius plan to call the deep state and the Democrats. They have brought a great divide in the country to show us that the Democrats are evil, which, like I told you before, I've always voted Republican. Always. I've only voted Democrat one time. One time since I was 18 years old because... It was just that certain circumstance I had to do it at that time. But I have been diehard Republican because of my Christian values, and I've, I've always believed in voting and voting according to your Christian morals and your Christian conscience, you know. And so when I went to Washington, I, you know, had already completed the first mega revival march and tour. And then... Uh, you know, I started seeing how the Democrats were doing all these bills and they were inserting uh, certain things that was attacking the church. And I thought, these people are so evil. And all of you friends would remember last year me bashing them all the time. You cannot be a Christian and be Democrat. You cannot. Remember, I kept saying that. How can our ministers... Uh, be Democrats. How can they vote Democrat when it goes against the Christian values? It goes against abortion. You know, they vote for abortion. They partner with same-sex relations. They partner with all that agenda. 
you know, type of deal. So I was like uh, really going after it and really, you know, supporting Trump and whatnot. And then it wasn't until God started showing me uh, the things that was really happening up there behind closed doors. And I started seeing how they're all together and it really, really hurt me. Uh, and then I started seeing the turn uh, from the right to the left and how they were pulling the right into the left. And so, you know, I've told you the whole story of how the Lord had me confronted when I first got there and tell the Republicans and Trump, you cannot partner with the LGBT. You cannot. If you do, God will pull his hand back and this country will be judged so fast. You know, and then six months later, it began. Okay, so I've been trying to show you since I've been coming out with all this, you know, after my first two books were released a couple of, uh, last week, I've been exposing to you how all of this is connected. I'm trying to show you their plan. Okay, so here's what it is in a nutshell. They have created the deep state to be a common enemy and pulled the rest of the world together against this enemy of liberalism and the ones that are out to destroy our country. Okay, so what they have done is pulled the church in on this agenda, and they told the church, like, listen here, you know, uh, you know, you got the LGBT over here, and you got all these other groups and religions, and they, they all just want these evil people that are doing just horrible things they want them, you know, to be taken down, to be taken out. So what they have done is pulled everybody together in this false unity against this enemy and has just sucked them in type of deal. So I'm going to uh, start with this article and then we're going to go down this rabbit trail together, okay, to show you what I'm talking about about this great awakening that the new age has turned, that the LGBT has turned, that President Trump's team has turned, that the Republicans have turned, that the, you know, all of them, this whole great awakening deal, and with those evangelicals that have surrounded the president, uh, their term of awakening, it all goes together. Okay, but it is a false type of awakening it's not the true type of holiness type of deal okay so let's go down the lgbt agenda is attempting now i wrote this look on october 3rd of last year before i left washington now do you know how hard it was to reveal this uh when i was there and this is when many of my followers quit following me when i started coming out and revealing the partnerships between the conservatives republicans trump and lgbt but i'm like people i am one of you i am an average joe american that god brought up there would you not want me to tell you the truth so let's continue. The LGBTQ agenda is attempting to take over every area of society and declaring it as the Great Awakening. I've always hated that term, Great Awakening, because of the New Age innuendo, which I will show you a little bit of this today. Check out this article in Charisma Magazine. And then I put the link there. 
Notice how the same websites that talk about spiritual awakening in the New Age are the same ones that are quickest to spread misinformation about the historical Jesus, the Bible, or Christian history. It is uncanny. Here is how you awaken. Here's the truth about God in the afterlife. Here's the truth about enlightenment and the wisdom of the ancients that we have forgotten. Just ignore the fact that the Illuminati believe what we believe and use the same symbolism type of thing. You can read this whole article, but this great awakening is the LGBTQ community being emboldened by the evangelicals, conservatives, republicans, the community, the one world conscience, etc. They are now validated by the far right. This will end up leading to the great persecution. I keep warning the church about whenever the fundamentalist and extremist us speak out against this horizontal community merger of LGBTQ and religion. When I say horizontal and vertical, this is what I mean. Vertical means a human's relationship with God straight up, me and God. This relationship is more important than any other human relationship. It is individualistic. It does not tolerate. Horizontal means a human's relationship with God is relational with others first. So this means you bend and mold according to the world's agenda for the better common good, universal pluralism, ecumenical movement as one, unity as in coexist with other religions. Horizontal means coexist and calm down, tolerate, and merge. Okay, and then I teach you all these terms that you need to know is how they define ecumenical. Okay, now I want to show this video that this guy is calling the Great Awakening, which is the LGBT leader in the Trump team. Okay, also uh, partners with the transgender. Here we go. This is his video about what is the Great Awakening. Okay, let me rewind it. Here we go. I became a liberal because I felt I'd found a tribe whose values aligned with my own. I staunchly reject racism of any kind. I reject the marginalization of any human being based off of their gender or sexual orientation. I reject tyrannical group thinking. I reject a system which allows an ambitious, misinformed, and dogmatic mob to suppress free speech, create false narratives, and apathetically steamroll over the truth. I reject the acceptance of junk science and superstition to advance ideological agendas. I reject hate. These are the reasons why I became a liberal. And these are the same reasons why I am now walking away. For years now, I have watched as the left has devolved into intolerant, inflexible, illogical, hateful, misguided, ill-informed, un-American, hypocritical, menacing, callous, ignorant, narrow-minded, and at times, blatantly fascistic behavior and rhetoric. Liberalism has been co-opted and absorbed by the very characteristics it claims to fight against. For years now, I've watched as people on the left have become anesthetized to their own prejudices and bigotry, and the prejudices and bigotry of those around them who echo their values. I have watched as formerly sensible people who claim to reject racism 
have come to embrace the principles of universally hating and blaming all of society's problems on all people who have white skin. I have witnessed the irony of advocacy for gender equality morph into blatant hatred and intolerance of men and masculinity. I have seen the once earnest fight for equality for the LGBT community mutate into an illogical demonization of heteronormativity and the push to vilify and attack our conventional concepts of gender. These same self-proclaimed victims of intolerance now turning on the gay community that they attached themselves to to advance their agenda, now calling gay people privileged and themselves victims of injustice. I have watched as the left has allowed themselves to become hypnotized by false Pause. I just thought of something. Isn't that the same thing that Candace Owens is saying about the black community? You know, because he's saying, look how they have done the gay community, and they have done this, and yet they have done that. And then Candace Owens is saying the same thing about the black community, and so is Kanye. So what I'm trying to say here is they are trying to say that the Great Awakening is everybody coming together against this common enemy of the deep state evil liberalists who are just saying all this stuff and hurting patriots so they have pulled together in the name of unity the word patriots uh where they're coming together against this deep state evil uh people and so let me show you how the face of the uh republicans have turned since the partnership with the lgbt okay american priority and when you look at what they believe american priority was founded in 2017 on three main principles liberty integrity and equality refocus and retool our collective energy new age words into promoting the ideals that have made america what it is isn't it funny bride that our evangelicals have partnered with this and it is not anywhere near the type of revival that we know god would require to be a revival you see what i mean okay let's move forward so through my research i found this other guy because i am trying to put the pieces together of what they mean by the deep state and the great awakening etc so this guy is dr russell mcgregor and he calls it aussies patriots for truth trump and q see i knew there was a connection with q which i've always thought q was on the trump team uh but the fact that q always keeps everybody stirred up against the deep state and all the other stuff so anyways he is bankrupted right to practice medicine removed by medical council of nsw purely for blogging a paranoid conspiracy supporting trump and q so he writes right here remember q says Patriots have no skin color. So this is part of this unity deal. Okay. It is up to all of us worldwide to take down the deep state. We must fight against the corruption, murder, child trafficking networks, organ harvesting, pedophilia, and satanic politicians, MSM, banks, and elites. Together we can do it. 
Now, on the front of this, Brad, it does sound like, oh, yes, we do need to do this. I mean, we know all this stuff is happening. We're not saying that these actions are not happening. They are happening. But the way that the Patriots and this group of the Awakening is coming together to do it is without God. That's like Trump making the declaration that we have a war on this virus. And he's not including the only thing that would do away that would help in the situation is repentance. Okay, so let's continue here. So scrolling on down. He says, I'm not an insider, I promise. My thread is simply a best guess at how the puzzle may evolve. It's a low chance guess only. So I want to show you a few things, Brad. To clarify a few points from Anons, in case many of you people watching don't understand what Q is, Q is a conspiracy uh, person or group that continually talks about what's going on in the government behind the scenes. So isn't it funny that this guy just appears at the same time Trump's in? And it's to keep everybody thinking that Trump is a savior because he's always going against the evil people, you know, type of deal. And all, you know, Trump kept telling us in the beginning, we're going to have all these arrests. We never had all these arrests. We haven't seen them yet. Uh, but they're saying now because of this virus that they're here and you'll see this. Okay, so. Um, oh, he's calling this the storm. Okay, that is my best guess for the structure of the storm. In a sense, we must demand justice. The Great Awakening Worldwide will really begin. So he's for QAnon Mega, which I told you is the fourth or fifth order of Satanism. Uh, POTUS and something. I haven't researched the Great Awakening worldwide, only just the Great Awakening. There may be an economic reset within the 10 days of darkness with an ending of the Federal Reserve and institution of a gold standard, but I'm not sure. Now, remember, Brad, I told you the other day about them saying there's a reset coming. Um, which I'm wondering if that, if it happened, if it would come with the, the chip. Okay, those deep state actors who have not flipped and gone to Gitmo will engage in the suicide weekend of April 11th and 12th. Hmm, I don't know about that. The deep state will lose control of the streets forever. The military will guard TV stations, newspapers to avoid vandalism. After the blackout, the MSM will be completely exposed and will not attempt to counter the narrative. So basically, I'm thinking that he is like deciphering for Q. So he's kind of telling people what's coming. A small percentage, perhaps 5%, will be too progressively deranged and brainwashed to accept the truth they will try to ride as usual however they will soon realize the people are far more righteously angry disciplined and potentially violent on easter friday the people will be told the virus is now safe to venture outside and assemble oh this is the first time hearing this 
Churches, synagogues, and mosques will be filled. There will be much grief, but also relief. So this thing will end on Easter. Well, that explains something else I've discovered. Okay, well, let's keep going. It is unlikely but possible JFK Jr. and others will add to the veracity of veracity of the operation. With when the ten days of darkness finishes on Easter Friday, there will be a mass outpouring of spirituality. Oh, okay, so this may be the great awakening that they're talking about. Okay, let's see what else. There will be mass shock, disgust, and confusion. Our role as patriots will be to provide a sense of calm, validation, compassion, and reassurance. Many patriots previously too scared to talk will be able to do so. The most heinous videos, proofs won't be for all, and they can be seen by those wishing to do so on the internet after the 10 days of darkness. There will be time to reflect during each of these 10 days. So they're talking about the 10 days of darkness. The presentations will occur for, say, eight hours a day for the 10 days straight. Repeats will occur for the rest of the day so that the shift workers, emergency workers will not miss it. The EMS will be 24-7. I have no idea what it is. Let's see. These documentaries will include tape confessions of famous deep state politicians and elites. Elites. The structure of world control will be outlined. Evidences of crimes will be presented. Military tribunal outcomes will be known. You know, I kind of, okay, if we're going to have tribunals, this makes me think of the Noahide laws. Remember what's going to happen with the Noahide laws. They're going to have tribunals all over the world. Okay, so remember I told you yesterday, what if we have the scenario that during this coronavirus is when they are arresting all of these evil people, okay? And then afterwards, they're going to turn around and say, because we have all this evil, we need the Noahide law so we can have morals. And so we're going to create these tribunals, and we're going to show you what these evil people have been doing. I mean, this could be part of that great awakening. So let's continue. POTUS will describe how he was asked to run by the U.S. military to take down the deep state and that he is not a politician. He will verify the Q dissemination program. Oh, okay. Professionally made documentaries will be transmitted on the EBS to TVs, devices, etc. WW, I don't know what that means. The content will lay out all the horrors and crimes and details of everything Q. It will, however, be family-friendly and it will be undisputable. So, in other words, a lot of shocking information. POTUS will either abroad on Air Force One during the days of darkness for optics. Ostensibly, the excuse for the use of Air Force One will be safety and infection risk. The EBS will be transmitted from Air Force One, there will be effectively a total news blackout except for POTUS. I'm sure of that. POTUS will have the only available method of reaching the public, WW, I don't know what that is, throughout the 10 days of darkness, and that will be through the emergency broadcast system. 
Each military WW will transmit this to TVs and devices in their respective country. Oh, each military worldwide. The public worldwide. Okay. The 10 days of darkness will involve no social media or internet. There will be electricity, but no TV or radio. No newspapers will print. The military of each country will close these down. Wow. Well, the unemployed pensioners will be given $750 on 31st of March, 2020. Other countries will have contingencies too. This means few will starve. Some emergency shops will be open to provide supplies if needed, but generally most shops will be closed. Indeed, quarantine medical martial law will have been in place in most major cities for some time before April 1st, 2020. Many people will be self-isolating at home. Most people will have already prepped for food. That's true. Immediately before the start of darkness, POTUS will tweet, My fellow Americans, the storm is upon us. April Fool's Day will lessen the initial worries about darkness occurring. When darkness occurs, there will be peak COVID panic and medical martial law worldwide. The worldwide city quarantines will continue from the staggered individual commencements until they all end April 10th. Remember, Brad, I was telling you, where are the churches? Before anything come out publicly, how did they know? About April 1st, how did the churches know to shut their doors to April 1st? Somebody told them, whether it's FEMA, the White House, or what. I don't know. The worldwide city quarantines will continue from the staggered individual commencements until they end on April 10th. Superimposed upon this will be 10 days of darkness, which will begin on 1st of April in the morning and end on April 10th. We will not hear too much of these arrests, although some have already subtly been announced. So no dramatic arrest of these nasty individuals. Silence is strategic. All right, let's see. Locations of quarantine camps. I'm saving this picture. Atlanta, Georgia. Look at there. Right where I'm at. Where did he get this picture? Let me save this. Let's click on this. Right click save. I'm going to type this in quarantine. Okay. Seattle, Fairfield, San Diego, Riverside, Omaha, Nebraska, Fort Carson, Dallas, San Antonio. Honolulu, Atlanta, Washington, D.C., New York, Detroit, and Newark. Hmm, Honolulu. It doesn't tell where that came from. Okay, let's see here. Well, the point is, you can go read all this. You can look at it. You can look him up on Twitter. I just wanted to show you that he uh, has a lot of information, which I'm believing is coming from the Q, 
And so my point to you in this broadcast is that they are all together in this deep state Q uh, Republican Democrat unity with the LGBT and all of the different religions is all a part of the Antichrist that's about to step on the scene. This is the Great Awakening. Okay, so let's see what else here. Oh, okay, so this is when I researched the deep state, the hashtag deep state. Let's check this out. All the different things that's being said about the deep state. All right, let's see. All right, so deep state is buying your vote. Don't fall for it. Okay. Facebook is giving all its employees a thousand dollar bonus to help with the coronavirus fallout. Huh. Oh, the new world order. Okay. Who is the hidden enemy? Trump says the world's at war with a hidden enemy. We will win. So who's the hidden enemy? Deep state. Yes, that's who he's working against. How powerful is this right-wing shadow network, the new Republic right-wing deep state, Darwin? I don't know what they mean by that. Okay, the key terms having to do with this movement of the Great Awakening of the Antichrist kind is when they mix the deep state human trafficking QAnon Hillary, you know, Hillary's the enemy. Clinton body count, we know what that means. Trudeau must go because of socialism. And isn't that funny that he is so against socialism, but yet he's doing it right now with the G7? Um, I don't know if y'all are catching on to all this, but I hope so. And then Illuminati. The end of the world as we know it. Okay, that must be a YouTube video. Okay, standing at the precipice of a financial collapse, time for a 21st century PCOR commission. I don't know what that is, but deep state economic collapse, Trump. There's one on here I wanted to show you. Okay, your ancestors. Toilet paper, deep state, never Trump, fake news, coronavirus, fear mongering, fear mongers, mega, CAG 2020. Uh, okay, well, let's keep going. Scrolling on down. There must be some kind of sex show called The Deep State over in Australia because they keep having this uh, porno stuff with that on there. Okay, one of the biggest things on uh, Twitter that I've noticed is that they're saying that all of this happening, that this virus was put out there to take down Trump and because of the COVID, they think everything that happens is about Trump. The attack, they think that he's being attacked, you know, like he's such a victim. Okay, let's see here. Let's look at this one. Reposted from conservative means. I Epstein didn't kill himself. The Great Awakening, QAnon, Calm Before the Storm, Bill of Rights, 
Deep State, 4th of July, USA, still winning, Mega, Walk Away, LGBT, Liberal Tears. Now that they realize they can't derail him in America, they want to jump on his bandwagon and claim credit for his efforts to avoid their just punishment for their crimes. The Deep State is treacherous indeed. The deep state is the hidden enemy. Thank God for the upcoming Durham indictments. Many deep state cretins have, who have tried to overturn the Trump presidency will be prosecuted. Oh, here's a canvas one. Three newest deaths being reported from America. Okay. Where has Obama been hiding? He knows how to stay out of the picture. Coronavirus, Biden, China virus, Obama, Trump, Pelosi, COVID-19, deep state, Russia. Biggest covert U.S. intelligence operation, mass arrest. Heard that bribe, but that's what they're saying now. Mass arrest, coronavirus, deep state, and cabal. The lab created coronavirus was a cover up for the mass mandatory vaccination agenda. Now it has become the biggest covert U.S. intelligence operation that the world has ever seen. This mass 158,000 arrest operation will remove and capture the biggest evil and corrupted politicians celebrities and CEOs, including global elites and bankers such as George Soros, UN officials, and the founders of Greta. So, I'm trying to give you a picture, Bride, of what they are describing as the Great Awakening. Okay, here we go. There's no conspiracy. Adrenochrome, Frizzle Trip, Anthony Weiner's Lab Stop, Hillary Clinton, QAnon, Deep State, The Great Awakening. Google each one, do your research. We have had so many bad elite people in the world that we was unaware Trump is exposing these people. MSM, Do Nothing Dems, Deep State, just want to destroy the president trump any way they can i mean this isn't some plague that will kill you and ours i cannot believe this is going on in the usa i'm praying for president trump in this country thank god he is our president so i'm showing you what deep, different people is saying because uh this is the agenda okay so let's go to this next one now, I was looking up uh, Ricky Rebel because he is their transgender spokesperson for Trump 2020. Oh, it represents the transgenders part of the LGBT agenda. And so I was thinking, okay, what is he saying? So let's scroll down and see all the different things having to do with Ricky Rebel. Now, remember how he did that song, Sheep? 
I tried to play it for you, Brian, but it had so many cuss words I couldn't play it because I don't like that kind of stuff. Um, but he talks about the sheep a lot, which I think he's talking about the agenda. That's what this means is the sheep with glasses on. You'll have to watch the video even though it's terrible. Okay, so don't panic, just relax, have fun, and listen to the Magic Carpet by Ricky Rebel. Okay. This is what China wanted all along. This is a bioweapon. China hints at denying Americans life-saving coronavirus drug. He has a show called Tuesdays with Rebel, and he's gay and proud. The only one who can get us out of this mess is the man who made our economy better than it's ever been. He got us up there, and he'll do it again. So he's pushing Trump 2020. I'm a recording artist, a producer, a fitness guru, an activist. Why can't I be all these things? The American rebel can be anything. Look, sheep with empty shells. Coronavirus pandemic. What do you think he means by sheep, Brad? Gyms are shut down. I guess now would be a good time to join my Patreon and get it. My at-home Pilates workout, six-pack ab routines. See, he dresses like a girl. He is a guy, but when he sings, he dresses like a girl. Okay, so he puts down Joe Biden here. Follow Storm is Upon Us if you want to know how far the white rabbit hole goes. The coronavirus is a tug-of-war between white hates, a.k.a. the good guys, I think he meant white hats, and the deep state. Adrenochrome was made in a Wuhan lab where the virus allegedly started. Research and ask questions. Now here's what they're pushing as far as the deep state agenda. It says, coronavirus is a tug of war between the white hats and the deep state. It was who released it as a false flag to disrupt Trump 2020. But we were prepared and devised our own plan to massively hype up the response using it as a cover for several military and economic operations. So economic, setting up the 5G, setting up the uh, Internet of Things, that's what I believe they're doing right now, getting everybody to stay at home so they can get everything set up. Let's check out this storm is upon us. What is this? Oh, okay, here we go. Creator of the series, Q, the plan to save the world because humans do not naturally exist in a state of conflict. It's always been. They tried to impeach this where they failed, and now the best is yet to come. Trump 2020. Okay, what happened to the algorithm? This is Q, the plan to change the world. 
We are among the first to realize that our petty partisan divisions are just trivial distractions. We are all enslaved by a hidden enemy. Now, isn't that funny that President Trump just tweeted, we have a hidden enemy, and now we hear this? Oh, no, I didn't, Tina. I'll have to go back and look. So, the hidden, oh, there it is, the hidden enemy. The plan to save the world. I don't know what that is. Timestamp 1220. Let's see what that is. They want you divided. They want race wars. They want class wars. They want religious wars. They want political wars for God and country. Learn, stay strong, and stay together. So this is part of that unity, see? This deep state pulling everybody together. That's what they're doing against this big, fat enemy out here. All right, so let's scroll on down. The gravity in the President of the United States just implied that the coronavirus is not a natural occurrence and that fault lies at the original source. He knows it was a bioweapon by those who want to hurt him as we near the election. The plan has been flawless from day one. Trusting it doesn't need to be an act of faith. If you're truly paying attention, you can see it with your own eyes. Toilet paper and no toilet paper. All it takes is to expose a deep state puppet put in place to steer well-meaning citizens away from the truth is for a real patriot to take power. Alex Jones is suing the president. Always a fraud and always will be. What? He prepares lawsuit against Trump administration. I, I haven't heard that one. Deceived friends because the source of all knowledge, Google, was hiding this in the pre-Trump era. You may have known. I believe that about the era because they keep saying we're in a new era. So maybe the Trump era. There's a lot of truth in this thread. The Kate Awakening. This is not mine. Let's see. Okay, well, we can go down a lot of rabbit trails, but I just wanted to show you, Brad, uh, I wanted to show you uh, how they are pulling everybody together, the LGBT, the transgenders, everybody, uh, to come together in unity under the common enemy of the deep state and these evil liberals and all this stuff. This is political, mainly the sheep hysteria. What does he mean by that, Brad, you think? In order to make the election more volatile and attempt to create a recession so that real Donald Trump's chances of being elected are affected negatively. Info wars and Corona apocalypse. This is him performing.
He's the one that I showed you the picture with Donald Trump Jr. with his package hanging out. No president has ever had to deal with this much incoming. It's extraordinary how he keeps on never giving up. I'm sorry if people think I'm obsessed with President Trump. I'm not obsessed with him. I'm obsessed with certain people that possess strong character. Ooh. Okay. As a fellow gay, this is just ridiculous. Oh, yes. Look at this. This is who has partnered with Donald Trump Jr. in the Trump 2020 campaign. Okay, all right, so let's get off this and go to the next one. Okay, so I was typing in as one in the Great Awakening, so let's check this out. Families in North and South Korea reunited for the first time since the Korean War. CBS News. Okay, so QAnon. Isn't that funny? Unity, and now they're tagging QAnon. Full disclosure, woke. Peace process? Whoa! I was going to put all that together, Brad. Peace process, corruption, light, energy. Oh, yes, give us all these new age terms. Conspiracy theory, Korea as one. All right, let's see here. Battling the opioid crisis. Oh, at Liberty University, our Christian university. Town hall discussion on opioid crisis. Okay, let's see all these hashtags. No more New World Order. Be best, which I do love her Be Best campaign. No more trafficking. Mad Moms, which is against drunk driving. No more A1 Contra. I don't know what that is. Charity Frog Clinton Foundation. We know what that is. Clinton Body Count. We know what that is. No more collateral damage. Don't know what that is. America's Treasure, Mega, Great Awakening, Trump Train, Panic in D.C., I Stand as One, Patriots Fight. I don't know what that is right there. Let me click over here as one and see what that is. Okay, I don't say. All right, let's go to the next thing. Okay, this is the Great Awakening. I wanted to see what are they saying about the hashtag Great Awakening. Because let me tell you, Brad, uh, whenever you have a hashtag, it's that all thoughts having to do with that are recorded. So people can click on that and see what everybody's saying about it. That's why they do it. White hats, totally mm, off by 9-11. Started thinking deeply about taking down the deep state. Got word of the 2005 meeting and set their calendar for taking down the deep state in 2020. Oh, okay, so 2020 is the date of taking down the great, the uh, deep state, huh? The number of people that I consider non-political that have expressed to me that this Wuhan virus panic 
is a media-driven narrative to ruin Trump has amazed me. Hmm. What is this? Note the shoe. Shoes made of the skin of dead children. Odds. Bill Maher hints that bad things happened to kids in July 2013. Oh, that's Isn't that, but do you see what I'm saying about the political connection to this Great Awakening word? And we also have, I remember I told you that there is no red pill and blue pill. That they're trying to say, want to get red pilled? Because they're saying you need to become a conservative. You need to get in this Great Awakening. You need to wake up. Come over to the truth. You peace, look at that. Pedo wood is coming soon. Everyone will know who you really are. So, in other words, QAnon, look at that. QAnon, Red Pill, Great Awakening, United, Not Divided. There's that unity coming together there. So, one should ask why. Why the penny? Why canceling major events, meetings, travel, professional sports? Not all things apparent or visible, but will be at some point. Wuhan flu. Okay, Brad, I hope you get the point of that so far. Let's move on here. Okay, so I wanted to read you this little article. It says, nothing can stop what is coming. Okay, March 7, 2020. Rewind from 2016, the year the biggest election our country has faced in a century. The primaries are over. Candidates from both sides have been locked in. Secretary Clinton versus the Donald. The polls start coming in, the real polls that have never been shared to the public. At this point, corporate media realizes they just helped create a monster. After the first debate, this reality becomes more apparent. Now, this is part of their agenda. Donald Trump, the real estate mogul TV star, is actually becoming a viable threat to their chosen partner in crimes against humanity. But he was supposed to be a joke. We gave him the airtime so we could take him down easy against our girl, they said to themselves. I can't believe the grab him by the mm tape we sat on for years didn't finish him off. Members of the media complex screen. How are these idiots still buying this? Mm. They ask each other frantically, scrambling to come up with devious solutions. You know, Bride, I did believe that. I'm like, 
you know, he was such an underdog, you just did not think he was going to win. Despite attempts to make it easy for their lackey presidential nominee, they never once thought she could actually lose. They never thought the person they propped up to be her opponent would actually have a deeply resonating message regardless of his flaws. In their deep state echo chamber, they failed to actually see the the connect Donald was making with the real voting class of this country, the silent majority. And see, that's what I thought when I went across this country on the mega revival tour and I was interviewing Americans. You'll hear it in my interviews. I've asked them. You know, I would say, uh, you know, how do you feel about President Trump winning? You know, and I was interviewing the average American Joes because I believed he truly represented that he was not globalist. This is what I believed. Uh, And I believed that he was working for the average American Joe and he was the underdog. But then I started noticing all the different things that are supposedly attacking him. And I'm thinking, how much of an underdog? I mean, it just looked ridiculous. It was like he was being hit all the time. And then when I went up there and I started seeing things, you know, on the inside, then I realized, oh, this is all a stage. Because they want everybody loyal to him. So they want everybody to feel sorry for him. Because let me tell you something, Brad. Loyalty is huge. When you're loyal to somebody, we know this in advertising. Once you can get somebody loyal, you've got them because they are loyal, which means they will do anything for you type of deal. Anyways, let's continue reading. Okay. Despite attempts to make it easy for their lackey presidential nominee, they never once thought she could actually lose. Oh, okay. Never mind. Scroll down. And so it began Plan B, the insurance policy, referred by the FBI lovers Lisa Page and Peter Strzok, not a creation of their own, but the tool of their controllers. Even the president at the time checked in for assurance that their mission was being carried out. So panic in D.C. If he actually wins, then we must get him removed, the orders given by the deep state. And see, this is the lie that we have believed, that the deep state has wanted to take him out so much Ever since, uh, you know, he's been in, they've been trying to take him out because he's been defending the real Americans, the Patriots. So Trump has gone rogue. Who knows what he will do to our operation, they feared. Who is he working with? What does he know? But this was all anticipated. Who do you think tipped Trump about being spied on? Let's scroll on down. I can read all that. I wanted to read you this last part. The fake, okay, whether you are right, left, or just a humble bystander, we are in the middle of a war, a silent war, a psychological war. The fake news media can yell the sky is falling for this administration over and over again, but they don't have the goods. Good guys, patriots, behind the scenes are guiding this country into a new era. One without glorified political activists telling you how to think. As their agendas consistently crumble at the seams, the common sense of the American household loses interest in their schemes. Their hypnotic control of the American mind loses its foothold with every narrative. Can you see, Brad, what they have done? They have made all of this other people evil. But really, they are. In the end, they cannot stop what is coming. Justice. 
an awake population able to discern through their powerless propaganda. So they are letting you know justice is coming. We're fixing to take down draining the swamp. We are about to drain the swamp. But not saying that they are actually involved in the swamp. Okay. I wanted to show you on the Christian side how much they are screaming awakening. This is Paula White, and look who she's going to be with. Jonathan Cole, the one that wrote the book, The Oracle. All right, so let's scroll over here and look at Paula White's thing. I was checking out her website to see how she's got it set up and whatnot. It says she led Trump to Christ. The wise televangelist who advises the White House. White has played, this is 2017, November. White has played a significant role in Trump's life. Last June, Dobson identified her as someone who had known Trump for years and personally led him to Christ. Michael Cohen, Trump's personal lawyer, told me by email, she's very influential. She's been close to Trump and the family for many years. Trump's son, Eric, sent me this statement. Paula is a terrific woman and a wonderful friend to our entire family. We're very grateful for her support and guidance. So let me show you something, Brad. I looked at this right here, Michael Cohen. Now, Brad, remember the other day when I did that show about the Noahide laws, and I told you anytime you see the name Cohen, your ears better prop up because this tells you they're probably an Orthodox Jew. So I thought, Michael Cohen, let me Google and see if he's a Jew. Because I've been wondering all of these uh, presidential appointments that's been made of all of these judges, which he keeps saying, oh, I've had a record amount of judges I've been able to place in office. So I'm thinking, how many of these are Jews? Okay, well, let's check out Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen is an American former attorney and convicted felon best known as a lawyer for Trump from 2006 until 2018. Brad, that is a long time. You're talking 12 years. Cohen was a vice president of the Trump Organization, which is a group of about 500 business entities of which Trump is the sole principal owner. Okay. And was often described by media as Trump's fixer. He previously served as co-president of Trump Entertainment and was a board member of the Eric Trump Foundation, a children's health charity. From 2017 to 18, he was deputy finance chairman. Oh, I didn't know that. The finance chairman of the Republicans? Wow. Isn't that, uh, shouldn't that be against the law? I mean, think about it. He's the president's attorney, the president of the United States, but yet he is also the finance chairman of the Republican Committee. In 2017, when the president's actually in office, somebody tell me this doesn't sound fishy. Trump employed Cohen until May of 2018, a year after the special counsel investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election began. So the, wait a minute, the election into the Russian deal 
began in 2017 and ended in 2018 at the same time that he was a finance chairman of the RNC. Does anybody see something funny? Hello, this is awful fishy. The investigation led him to plead guilty on August 21st, 2018 to eight counts, including campaign finance violations, tax fraud, and bank fraud. Cohen said he has violated campaign, said he violated campaign finance laws at the direction of Trump and for the principal purpose of influencing the election. Okay, where is it I read? That he is a Jew. Okay, early life and education. His mother was a nurse and his father survived the Holocaust, was a surgeon. Cohen is Jewish. So his father was in the Holocaust? What? Wow. All right. Okay, so I wanted you to see that he is Jew. Okay, and then I looked up this, Brad. Okay, let me go back before I show you this. I looked up the guy that is the head of the Noahide laws. I want y'all to say I'm here. Just type it in so I can see you're paying attention to what I'm saying because what I'm about to tell you is going to be pretty shocking. The guy that's the head of the Noahide laws, his name is Cohen. This is why I was telling you, Bride, you got to pay attention anytime you see the name Cohen. Because this is him, Rabbi Yaakov David Cohen. He is the one that works in the UN. Look here, see? He works in the UN uh, to push the Noahide laws. The seven laws of Noah that I've been trying to tell you about, of which the New Apostolic Reformation just continually defends uh, the Noahide laws and says we're all just uh, conspiracy theorists, the people that are exposing the Noahide laws. Okay, so let me go back and show you this. Cohen is the head of the Institute of Noahide Code. This institute is the one that is working with the UN and putting it all together, which sponsored the conference in addition to prohibiting idolatry, which is anybody who believes in the name of Jesus will be committing idolatry. You do know this, right? And how the evangelicals around the president can partner with this, I have no idea. The Noahide Code also forbids blasphemy, which would be the name of Jesus. Forbidden sexual relations, which I don't know how they're partnering with LGBT with this saying this belief. Murder, theft, and cruelty to animals. Okay. Orderly processes of judgment. Justice. And this is on the UN.org website. So, I wanted you to see that and then check this out. What I found. Look at this. Let me make this bigger for you. Uniting the United Nations. Look, this is on the UN.org website. United Nations website. Okay? This is not a conspiracy theory. This is on their own website. Okay? 
uniting the United Nations with the seven Noahide laws. Diplomats, delegates, and emissaries gather. Now, let me tell you, Brad, when it says emissaries, that means Muslims. Gather at UN headquarters for one people, one world conference. The United Nations in New York, on the hills of the Lubavitcher Rebbe's 19th Yaritz, members of the UN diplomatic corps, UN press officers, and other officials gathered at the UN headquarters in New York to learn how the seven Noahide laws must play a key role in international efforts for world peace. Now, before I continue here, I just want to say this just to make it short, Elena, hopefully your parents can understand. Hello, parents. I'm very honored that you're listening. It's very, I hope to meet you in person one day. She's talked a lot about you, and I'm very happy about the new place that you have moved. Okay, but what I think is happening is, okay, Trump's team has done a genius job of marketing and pulling together everyone under the guise of conservatism, really patriotism, more than conservatism, but patriotism. People that love the country and they don't like these people trying to make us socialist and partnering with the UN. So they have made us to believe that they are not a part of the UN. Am I correct? Can anybody vouch what I'm saying? That they are not a part of the UN. They wanted to pull out of the UN. They, are, they don't want to be a part of the globalists. Is the way that we understood uh, them to be. So they have pulled all these people together. And so they started Q from the very beginning. Pulled in the evangelicals from the very beginning. Partnered with Israel from the very beginning with Netanyahu. Which Netanyahu has partnered with Orthodox Jews. Which is the Noahide laws. Okay. So now you've got the most powerful country in the world. Which is the United States. Uh, saying that they are going to do away with the swamp. They are going to drain the swamp. They're going to get rid of the deep state. Okay, so you got Q out here telling everybody how all this is going to be done. You're going to have all these arrests and all this is going to happen. Okay, now everything's escalated. Okay, so this is where we're at now. Now we have this coronavirus, which has everybody basically in isolation. They are pulling out trillions, not just billions, but trillions, and just ask for more billions of dollars, which I exposed to you, Brad, that the president in his own G7 document said how they are all pulling together all their buildings, their money. They're asking for all the other money people out there to put money in to this cause which is backed by the UN, partnering with the UN. Remember, we even researched the G7. G7 is a committee in the UN, partnering with the UN. So that whole document is the beginning of the New World Order officially. Okay, so what they have done is while all this is happening, supposedly they're out there doing all these arrests of all these evil people, You've got Tom Hanks out there who now says he has the coronavirus. All these other stars saying they have the coronavirus. Do you know the deal with Epstein who, uh, you know, has all this? And, you know, the different things of the fake suicides and all the different things that are happening out there. Okay, so these people are being arrested right now. 
while we're being distracted with this coronavirus. And then afterwards, you know, I'm just giving you one scenario. Afterwards, Trump will turn around and say, we had to do all this as a cover-up operation to arrest all these people. So Trump's the savior. He's taken down the deep state. It is the greatest awakening since man has ever seen. The evangelicals will push. It is wild what God did. We have perfect justice out here. Everybody's in a perfect unity. Look, and even now, the Republicans and Democrats are in unity. We're coming together. We are all together now. And uh, that's why I believe, too, that Facebook is pushing all together now. You know, pushing everybody together. Okay, then they're going to shut the voice of the people like me, the people that speak truth, that speak against this agenda. Now, if you are in this political antichrist spirit, you will be able to continue speaking. Okay, so in the meantime, while they're going to expose all this vomit from the things I read from that Dr. Russell, where he said they're actually during these 10 days of darkness, they're going to be showing these videos of all the evil things these people have done. And they're going to show all the terrible things. That would be the perfect time to roll out the no-hide laws. And then you would have the evangelical saying, yeah, look, you know, we have just really partnered with all these religions, and we just all agreed that we need to go back to the beginning. Because we've already been working with TBN and all these other different news organizations or, you know, uh, Christian media, rather. And we have been working with all them and pushing everybody back to our Jewish roots anyway. And so everybody loves Israel. So we're just going to partner with Israel. We're not going to say uh, Christianity. We're just going to come together as one. We hate the term Christianity anyway because we're the new apostolic reformation. I mean, really, people, all that stuff is just the old order. Get over yourself already, or we will have you killed under these Noahide laws. So that would be the perfect time to say, okay, we need to come up with some morals here, so we're going to create these tribunals. Now we are one world government. We are in unity across the world. So we have given the UN access to our buildings and to our money. And actually, since President Trump is the head presidency over the G7 for 2020 in June, he is actually the country that is responsible for all of this. They are responsible for all of the other countries for that year. So don't ask questions about how much millions and trillions that your country is just funding into the UN. How dare you ask questions about this? <laughs> okay, so anyways, let's go back to this document. I'm just giving you a scenario of where the Noahide laws may be put in. Okay, so here we go. On this day, people from all over the world gathered on behalf of the laws of Noah, said Rabbi Yochav D. Cohen head of the Institute of Noahide Code, which sponsored the conference. Their observance is required so that the vision of the United Nations to have settled and civilized world, to, excuse me, to have a settled and civilized world, filled with economic justice. And what was that document, Brad, that I read to you yesterday from the president about the G7? They need economic justice where they are giving money. All these rich countries are giving money to the poor countries, and they are doing socialism. 
That is exactly what that G7 is, which is exactly what the UN is, is socialism. Share the wealth. But do we hear him talking about that? No. So let's continue. Titled One People, One World, the conference brought together journalists, diplomats, and delegates from countries across the globe, including Egypt and Israel. Shocker. Guest of honor from the UN Diplomatic Corps also signed a declaration of the seven laws of Noah, which emphasized the importance of the seven Noahide laws in maintaining peace and justice and harmony among peoples and nations. In his remarks at the event, Rabbi Cohen discussed how monotheism, okay, you know what that is, Brad, monotheism, one God, we all serve the same God. I've talked to so many Muslims that say that. We do not serve the same God. But this is what they're saying right here. Look, in his remarks at the event, Rabbi Cohen discussed how monotheism, uniting the world under the one true God, without the O, remember I told you I hate that, is essential for breaking down barriers between the cultures. So come together, everyone, for this new Messiah coming. He will be the Messiah for all religions. We all know him as different names, but he's the same Messiah. Titled, okay, here we go. Journalists and delegates from countries around the globe, including Egypt and Israel. Guest of honor from the UN Diplomatic Corps also signed a declaration of the seven laws of Noah which emphasized the importance of the seven Noahide laws in maintaining peace, justice, and harmony among peoples and nations, unless you're Christian. In his remarks at the event, Rabbi Cohen discussed how monotheism, uniting the world under one true God, is essential for breaking down barriers between cultures. Looking around the room, filled with faces reflecting the diversity of the United Nations itself, Rabbi Cohen insisted that we must work together in bringing the international community to a higher level of spiritual understanding of the man's place in the universe. Other speakers at the event include Cartel Gore, president of the Booker T. Washington Business League, and Richard Dawson, director of Dawson Associates International, who insisted that all Jews are obligated to teach the seven Noahide laws. In addition to prohibiting idolatry, the Noahide Code also forbids blasphemy, forbidden sexual relationships, murder, theft, and cruelty to animals. It also commands its followers to implement orderly processes of justice, which is those tribunals. The Institute of Noahide Code is a UN-accredited NGO dedicated to spreading awareness of the seven Noahide laws which all peoples of the world are obligated to follow. It takes its guidance from the inspiring vision of the Libavitcher Rebbe, who understood the inherent power of these laws to unite the nations of the world. So now you know, Brad, what the seven Noahide laws are about, and I believe it's all interconnected with this deep state, with Israel. Uh, and with all the other things having to do with this new Great Awakening. Okay, so let's see what... Oh, looky here! 
inside of the noahide.org website look what this is called dreaming of the great awakening what the noahide laws are a part of this great awakening i am shocked look what those seven noahide laws are no god respect god let's see no god man the weakest of creatures is surrounded by forces of life and death far greater than himself confronted with the vastness of these universal forces man might well to try to serve them in order to protect himself and better his life respect god respect life respect the traditional family property animals and justice okay well, let's read what he's gonna say about i haven't read this yet brad about the great awakening in a small shuttle in eastern europe in the late 19th century this poor jew suddenly withdrew the few dollars that he had in the bank the next day the bank went belly up and all the wealthy jews in town lost all their money they were amazed how could this poor jew who knew nothing about finances have known that the bank was about to go under something that had eluded all the mavens uh-oh could this be foretelling of what we're in right now brian could it be they approached the poor jew and asked tell us how did you know he replied i truly know nothing about finances but friday before shabazz the owner of the bank and myself were in the bathhouse and i overheard him say while sighing like only a jew knows how to sigh that mashiach which is there look here let me just google this and show you jewish eschatology which is the end of time studies which is what i'm writing about for the christian one the term mashiach or messiah refers specifically to a future jewish king from the davidic line which they're saying president trump is i mean yeah who is expected to save the Jewish nation and will be anointed with holy anointing oil and rule the Jewish people during the Messianic age. Uh-huh. I realize that if this financial bigwig feels the urgency for Mashiach, then he must be suffering terribly at the bank. So immediately after Shabbos, I rushed to pull out the few dollars that I saved up at the bank. The truth is, however, that Mashiach has always warmed the Jewish heart and inspired the Jewish soul. The Jewish people know how to long, to dream, and to yearn, knowing that the day will come when the dream will come true. The Torah tells us today that the first one to storm heaven and earth to bring the dream of Mashiach to fruition was Moses. The name of this week's Torah portion, the Shuan, means to plead. The Midrash teaches us that in the Hebrew language, there are ten expressions for prayers and supplications. And Moshe used all of them in his prayers to be allowed to enter into the promised land. The word this showing itself has a numerical value. You know how they use the numeric stuff. 515 telling us the number of times Moshe prayed to God in to have mercy upon him to allow him to enter into the land of Israel. Why was Moshe so insistent? Because he had entered, because had he entered into Israel, he would have ushered in the final redemption. God had ordered Moshe to literally stop praying in order that people shouldn't say, look how unyielding is the master 
and how adamant is the student. Yet we find that 24 centuries ago, the rabbis of the Great Assembly Institute that we pray for the coming of Mashiach a minimum of 18 times each and every day. Why? What right do we have to constantly petition and pester God with the same request? Isn't it disrespectful? Well, we know in the New Testament it says, do not be praying with repeated prayers. Anyways, going back to this. Yet the rabbis institutionalize that Jews should relentlessly pray and question God's decision to delay Mashiach's coming. Rabbi, something at the end of his Magnus Opus, Laws of Kings, chapter 11 and 12, makes it abundantly clear that Mashiach is not a supernatural, otherworldly phenomenon. Rather, Mashiach represents a perfectly natural state of events. It is the exile which comprises an unnatural reality. Exile in the Torah is compared to a dream state when we take leave of our senses, take a vacation from reality, and dream up illusions. Mashiach is compared to a great awakening when we return to our natural reality. Okay, Mashiach is compared to a great awakening when we return to our natural reality. Okay, let's see what that is. In a very real sense, Mashiach is not a change, rather a return to a natural state of being. It is the status quo which is unnatural, an aberration, and it takes a tremendous amount of energy to maintain this distortion. Imagine a world in which you weren't even tempted to act self-destructively because you keenly felt the power and the depth of your desire to live and be healthy. Imagine a world, this is the new, uh, the new age, no, this is the new age definition of the awakening right here. Imagine a world in which you were tempted to strengthen your relationship with God and you were repulsed by anything that could cause a disconnection between you and God because you keenly felt the godliness that's located at the center of your being. This is the world of the Messiah. Uh-huh. So does that not sound new ageish? You know, look inside yourself. That is what this is. This is the world that every Jew believes in and yearns for with every fiber in his being and every bone in his body. It is this belief that has sustained the Jewish people throughout its long and bitter exile. When you see a painting that's crooked, it bothers your sense of aesthetics and you straighten it out. There's no way that you will make the painting even more crooked because the sense of what's wrong carries with it inseparably of a sense of what's right. See, what that tells me is they see what's wrong with Christianity, but they don't want to say anything because they're waiting on their Messiah, so they're just kind of waiting it out. If you had no clear image of the way the painting should be, you would never have been troubled by a sense that something's out of place. Why is it that the Jew suffers from the exile more than anyone else, and why is the Jew's unique mission to bring Mashiach? Because every Jew has hardwired into their system a deeply ingrained vision of the way the world could be, should be, and will inevitably become one for them. Come on now, bride. We are hearing from the beast right now. This is them talking about how they are going to feel about the Antichrist when he steps on the scene. The Torah tells us how at the beginning of creation the entire world was in a pristine state, a veritable paradise. A Mount Sinai for a brief moment, the world once again returned to its natural state of perfection. This is the golden age they're talking about right here. 
Ever since Mount Sinai, the Jew has been charged with the divine message to restore himself and the entire world through the study of Torah and the fulfillment of its mitzvah to its good and wholesome self. Consequently, the rabbis institute that every Jew follow in the footsteps of Moshe and on a daily basis storm heaven and earth and religiously seek out, pray, and work toward the redemption. Even one extra moment of exile is unbearable and intolerable for the Jew. We are not asking God for a miracle. On the contrary, it takes a miracle to keep up the distortion of exile. We are asking God to restore us to our natural selves. To help us get in touch with our true nature, which is buried and submerged deep down inside of us. We are praying to God that our core and essence, that our pintail yid or the moshik inside of us should emerge and surface and that we should experience the great awakening of the imminent redemption let's see what this is imminent redemption mashiach imminence and redemption hebrew for christian oh see this is part of that hebraic roots i just can't stand Lord, help us with the Hebraic roots. All right, let me make this bigger. Faith in the soon coming of Messiah. According to Orthodox Jewish Hakla law, belief in the coming of Messiah, the Messiah, is required to be rightly regarded as a Jew. The twelfth principle of Mayanite states, I believe with complete faith in the coming of the Messiah. And though he may delay, nonetheless, I am waiting for his coming every day. Accordingly, Anyone who rejects or doubts the imminent return of the Messiah is considered heretical. Even those who abstractly believe that the Messiah will come someday are regarded as unbelieving, since this attitude negates the unconditional expectation of his imminent arrival. So that's what that means. Indeed, the obligation to expect the coming day of redemption applies to every minute of every day as it is written in the scriptures. Okay. The sages state, this is the um, fables, what the Bible talks about, the Jewish fables. The sages state that the fervent expectation of the Messiah's coming actually hastens redemption. Just as the prayers and sighs of the Jews in Egypt caused God to commission Moses, so the prayers of the Tudikim moved the Lord Messiah to action. Okay. All right, let's see if there's anything else down here. Regarding the Messiah's second coming, we therefore find ourselves in the same position of expectation as Israel's sons, who heard the original prophecy from the patriarch Jacob. Okay, all right, so the point is, is that this is their definition of the Messiah, which we believe is the Antichrist about to step on the scene. The sad thing is you got Jonathan Kahn and all of the evangelicals partnering with this vision. Okay, let's see what this person says. It's called From Wake the Church. Okay. Okay, here we go. A coming theocracy, Christian Zionism, Dominionism, and Noahide laws. Maybe they can put some of the pieces together about all this. 
The biggest obstacle the New World Order must overcome is unifying a religion that satisfies the demands of both secularism and the Abrahamic faiths. Which, by the way, Bride, the State Department that I told you is the strong arm of the government just started an Abrahamic faith initiative, which is a part of the International Religious Freedom, which is the unifying economical part of the New World Order. Isn't that something? Now check this out. Okay, so... Oh, well, let me show you that real quick. Over here. Abrahamic Faith Covenant for Peacemaking. Making that a little bit bigger. Okay, and then I want to show you Abrahamic Faith Initiative. Okay, that is the head of the International Religious Freedom right there talking about the Abrahamic Faith Initiative, which comes from the State Department. So I just wanted to show you where the roots of that part is. So let's go back over here, and then we're almost done, Brad. Okay. An impossibly tall order to fill, so as the primer, please read my past article entitled, Judaism Provides the Melting Pot of a New World Religion. I would love to read that article, because now I know how all of that is connected. The Trump administration has pursued an Israel-first agenda far more so than a nationalistic, American-first agenda. Proving this point is the example of the embassy move to Jerusalem, the gifting of the Golan Heights, perpetuating wars and regional conflicts, and remember him killing that Iranian guy or Iraqi guy. Billions of Saudi weapons deals, empowering settlers, electioneering for Netanyahu, giving state sanction to an expanding definition of anti-Semitism. Remember I told you, Brad, about the him signing the uh, executive order about anti-Semitism? It's to protect the Jews. What about the evangelicals? We think we have all this power, but it's not. It's for the Jews. Anyway, so let's continue. Okay, but in the U.S., we just get Twitter rants and red flag pre-crime gun confiscation initiatives. Uh-huh. Remember, Brad, I told you last year in July when I was in Washington, and he said that he was behind. He was going to start the red flag laws. That was gun confiscation. And then when he had to go out on his uh rallies he had to backtrack on that because his own people come after him on that one don't mess with conservatives guns so that was one of the first big signs that president trump was a globalist is when he started coming after our guns so let's continue with this article but in the u.s we just get twitter rants and red flag pre-crime gun confiscation initiatives like bars project guardian i don't know what that is with all these points in mind we now have a new trump admin policy shift towards affirming settler rights in the west bank a u.s decision effectively backing israel's building of settlements in the occupied west bank long a cherished item on conservative christians wish list is expected to strengthen Evangelical support for Donald Trump as he seeks re-election in 2020, according to a leader of the president's evangelical advisory group. Though an intense push by evangelicals set the stage for Trump's Jerusalem moves, Mike Evans, Texas-based founder of Friends of Zion Museum in Jerusalem, 
said evangelicals felt no need to mount a similar campaign with the administration over settlements, one of the core issues of the decades-old Middle East conflict. There was eventually, I mean, there was virtually no lobbying for the policy shift because he, Trump, knows us. He knows what we believe, Evans told Reuters. Okay, this is a very revealing quote by Mike Evans of the Friends of Zion Museum. Trump knows us. He knows what we believe. So what is Trump privy to in terms of belief here? What is Mr. Evans referring to? The answer, in my opinion, is the coming covert merging of evangelical-led Christian Zionism and Dominionism and the messianic goals of Shabbatism through their multinational Noahide law initiatives. I agree with whoever this is that wrote this. That's exactly what's happening. That is it. They have already merged. It's not a coming. Well, I don't know the date of this article. This may have been years ago, but actually, let's kind of scroll up and see the date on this. Oh, no, it doesn't have a date. Oh, there it is. 11-20 of 2019. Okay, so it was just last year. So she's calling it a co covert merging of evangelical-led Christian Zionism, Dominionism, and the messianic goals of Shabbatism. Okay, let me pause right there, Brad. Let me explain what Shabbatism is. Shabbatism is the Orthodox Jews that are planning with the UN to do the Noahide laws, and they're calling it Shabbat centers. Check out Shabbat.org. Okay, remember when the the white guy went in and shot up the people in that Shabbat church? Okay, and then they the president had them at the White House. I was there when he had them, and they came out back and did a press conference. And I asked them something I can't remember, and they couldn't answer, but I can't remember what it was now. But anyways, let's move forward here. Both, I feel, are working hand and glove toward a true global theocracy that homogenizes the Abrahamic religions towards acceptance of a secular new world order. Yes, yes, yes. To even approach these areas or topics, I feel we must first rightly define Christian Zionism, Christian Dominionism, and also Shabbatism to even continue. Christian Zionism is defined as a belief among some Christians that the return of the Jews to the Holy Land and the establishment of the State of Israel in 1948 were in accordance with biblical prophecy, which is the way I was raised, by the way. The term began to be used in mid-20th century, superseding Christian Restorationism. Let me see what that is. I haven't heard that term. Maybe it's the new Apostolic Reformation deal. It's the belief that Christianity has been or should be restored along the lines of what is known as the Apostolic Early Church. Yes, that is exactly what it is. That is exactly what it is, which all goes back to Catholicism, which is probably why they got the pictures of Catholics right here. You know, I brought that um, correlation up to you the other day, Brian, about the correlation of the Catholic Church and the way that they have the apostle at the top, the chief apostle, is the Pope. 
he is supposed to be a representative of the chief apostle. The way that they do hierarchy, the way they have their priests and everything's hierarchy and they have to go to the top one. And then the way that the new apostolic reformation is doing it with the, having all of these titles and having all of these apostles and now they've got chief apostles and you know all the other stuff want to do, do away with the old order that term order is a lot to do with catholicism but anyway that's a whole nother theological discussion okay so let's go back here okay so christian zionism as defined is pre-predicated pre on one's understanding of prophecy the assumption being modern Israel is a prophetic fulfillment, thus the will of God, and as the will of God to never be questioned and slavishly supported in actions right or wrong. That is exactly, and that is the way they've done the president too. Support him whether he's right or wrong about anything. Even if he says GD and cusses our God. Anyways, this false doctrine has provided spiritual cover for Zionist crimes for well over a hundred years and counting, talking about crimes, Bride, I found out this is going to be, well, there's a couple of shocking things about Israel that I've discovered through my research. Number one, Israel was created by the UN, by Rothschild. Is that shocking or what? It is, but it is true, Bride. Research it yourself if you don't believe me. This false doctrine has provided spiritual cover for Zionist crimes for, crimes for well over a hundred years and counting. This thinking is almost universally present in every evangelical church in America and many more throughout the world. It is. And another thing about Israel that was shocking is that Israel and America is on the UN board of the LGBTQI board which is pushing the LGBT, can you believe this, is pushing that vomit across the earth through the UN. This thinking is almost universally present in every evangelical church. Okay, Dominion Theology is a group of Christian political ideologies that seek to institute a nation governed by Christians based on their understandings of biblical law extensive rule and ways of achieving governing authority are varied okay while dominionism is usually applied in a christian context the goals of dominionism fit perfectly into the goals of zionism and more importantly the goals of messianic shabbat shabbatism as you will see i can't wait to learn this connection brad because i have some theories but i'm gonna see what she has to say I don't know if this is a woman, I'm just guessing. Okay, the emphasis is political rule under biblical law, example, mosaic laws. Oh my goodness, it is, Bride. It absolutely is. We are saying, now let's use common sense because I'm one of you. I am an evangelical. I understand. I have a doctor in theology. I understand the evangelical doctrine. I'm not an outsider out here trying to hurt our own people. I am us. 
I'm just telling you, I trust the word of God more than I do all this mess. But anyways, looking at this, bride, this is exactly why they are saying the seven mountain mandate and all the other stuff for us to take over the government is so that we can implement our Christian principles. Am I right or am I right? We want the Bible to be the basis of all the laws. Am I right? The we think, because the Christians are in there representing us, that it would be Christian principles. But are we seeing the Christian principles? No, we're seeing the Israeli principle being passed. So what they're saying here is, okay, the goal of political, wait a minute, the emphasis is political rule under biblical law. This is where the goals of political Zionism and dominionism become one and the same. They seek to create a world order headed by a biblical theocratic system. Now, Bride, is that not true? Let's just say so far. When you look at the Seven Mountain Mandate, which is where all those come from type of deal, the Seven Mountain Mandate, where we're saying all Christians need to come together and take over all spheres of society, and we need to create them all for the Christian good. Okay, is that not right? So we have created a climate to where the Christians understand we need to have biblical rule. This is what this person is saying. So this is where the goals of political Zionism and dominionism become one and the same. They seek to create a world order headed by a biblical theocratic system. This school of thought is represented well among the neocons inside the Pentagon going back decades that I believe actively war for Israel on the belief. They see Israel as the leader of the new world order. Wow! And the one that stands the best chance of bringing this theocratic system to fruition. Wow! They crave a theocratic system so much they're willing to work toward the political ambitions of Israel. And what have we seen, Bride, in our government? It has been, do not touch Israel. That's why they created this executive order of this. Okay, let's continue. The problem is, this leaves the secularist out, right? So how do all of these active false ideologies coalesce into a spiritual governing body that also includes secularists and secularist nations? Wow, let's see how this comes together. Okay, the Noahide laws. The seven laws of Noah include prohibitions against worshiping idols, cursing God, murder, adultery, and sexual immorality, theft, eating flesh torn from a living animal, as well as the obligation to establish courts of justice. The website noahide.org records these pushing this Noahide movement have succeeded in gaining national and even UN support towards their cause. The United Nations took dramatic steps towards world peace when ambassadors, NGOs, rabbis, and chaplains met to discuss the seven laws of Noah at a United Nations conference room on Monday, July 2nd. The seven laws of Noah are an obligation on all of mankind. They include God's commandments not to kill, not to steal, laws which most people follow already. 
The main reason to follow them, though, is because God commanded them to all the people of the world through Moses and the Jewish people on Mount Sinai. The U.S. House and Senate already committed to these laws in 1991 when they passed a bill stating the bedrock of society from the dawn of civilization is known as the Seven Noahide Laws. This bill has been signed by past U.S. presidents, including President Bush and President Reagan. The current Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi M.M. M. Schneerson, has been the driving force behind spreading the seven laws of Noah. He said the fulfillment of these laws will hasten the imminent redemption of our righteous Mashiach, the Messiah. The event coincided with the celebration of the release of the previous Lubavitcher's Rebbe's release from communist prison in 1927. What I want to point out here is that those pushing this agenda are followers of Jewish Shabbatism, which is nothing more than a messianic cult. They are actively working towards a day that will exist under a future messianic figure enforcing these laws. Man, this almost makes you think it is Trump as the Messiah, don't it? Think about it. Okay, you've got... Uh, the Orthodox Jews calling him the Messiah. They're telling him he's got the number of the Messiah. Then you've got him working alongside Israel, pushing Israel, the Jerusalem deal. The Oh, I've been sitting here thinking it was Obama the whole time. But when you think about it, it may be. I know there is people out there that think it's him. But anyways, let's continue. Okay, so they are actively working together towards a day that will exist under a future messianic figure enforcing these laws. That is what Trump does. He enforces it. The evidence of their continued influence empowers the support of the Union and nations like the U.S. who have literally passed legislation affirming, affirming the Noahide laws. And they've got the example here, H.J. Resolution 104. They use these laws to appeal to secularists as natural laws, evident in nature as well as mosaic law, thus giving universal ground for all government and thus the support from the UN on down. This is how they justify global conformity under Zionist headship. The only problem is the nuances of the seven of these laws will be interpreted through the lens of the Talmudic law that place non-Jews in the same category as animals. Listen to this, Bride. This is true. The Jews will be leading the Gentiles. Okay? Maimonides, the Jewish sage of Shabbatism, proves this fact. Shahak further suggests that the Jewish tradition values Jewish life more than Gentile life. He cites Maimonides' assertion that whereas one who murders a Jew is subject to the death penalty, one who murders a non-Jew is not. Indeed, Maimonides is the focus of Shahak's analysis. You can read all that. Okay. The Israeli newspaper Haratz openly discusses this fact. There is little doubt that this conspiracy exists, and it is the religious orthodox force behind the push towards the New World Order religion. Rabbi Shirk, head of the Noahide World Center, greeted his followers in a video clip on the occasion of Humanity Day, the holiday of the Noahides, also known as Children of Noah, 
which was last celebrated on the 27th day of the Hebrew month of Martius, whatever that is, November 10, 2017. According to Jewish tradition, it was on that day that Noah and his family emerged from the ark and received the seven commandments that apply to all human beings. I'm wondering if they're going to roll it out here then on November 10. And his family emerged from the ark and received the seven commandments that applied to all human beings, among them the prohibitions on idol worship, on murder, eating flesh torn from the animal. When Noah left the ark, he built an altar and made a sacrifice, which is why the Noahides eat grilled meat on their holiday. But who are the Noahides? These are members of a new religion subordinate to Judaism, founded by rabbis from Israel, mainly from Shabbat and the religious Zionist movement. According to the World Center, there are dozens of Noahide communities across the world with more than 20,000 believers. That, that's a hefty number given that religion was only founded at the beginning of the decade. Wow. Small Noahide communities exist in various countries with the largest one in the Philippines. Wow. Really? Well, that cannot be a coincidence to what I just learned about True News. Hmm. Because the one thing about True News that he does good about is he shows the uh, he shows the example of how Israel was made by the UN. I don't know if he says by the UN, but he says that it's not a legit country. And that um, the evangelicals had partnered, you know, supporting Israel. And then he even pointed out how Israel is the capital of the LGBT. So why does the evangelicals partner with all the perversion? You know, but what bothered me about True News as a news source is, well, why, if you're so against Zionism, okay, why do you not point it out their connection to the Vatican? their connection to the Catholic Church, or their connection to President Trump. But he did point out, though, about them saying that he was the Messiah and all that other stuff. But then you defend Orthodox Jews. It's just conflicting things. Like, why does he not put the picture together of the Noahide laws? If you're so against Zionism, that's the main thing Zionism's working towards is the Noahide laws. So I was really upset about it until I researched Rick Wiles. And then I researched and found that he's a Catholic. He's a closet Catholic. It's on his website. He believes in, uh, what do you call it, their communion. You know, the, I can't think of the word, but their type of communion. Okay. And so I thought that explains it. If you're a closet Catholic, that explains it. Why you're against evangelicals, you know, why you won't point it out about the Noahide laws and all the other stuff. So anyways, the point is, that's what made me search out all that. Okay, so here's their conclusion. Okay, I'm almost done, Brian. When you put the pieces together, you see that all these false doctrines surrounding acceptance and mo support of modern Israel, as well as the seven Noahide laws, are working towards a Zionist-led New World religion. And that is what I'm discovering, Brad. A perfect example of how a theocratic system is evolving based on all these false doctrines and ideologies that embolden Jewish supremacy 
came to us in the form of the remarks made by Rabbi Goldstein in Israel. The Israeli Jewish Rabbi Goldstein, I think I met this guy, has said that Christian churches in Israel must be burned because Christians worship idols and idols must be destroyed. Goldstein, the head of the Lahava group, made his remarks at a panel discussion for Jewish yeshiva students when asked by a fellow panelist if he believed burning down churches in Israel was justified. Did the Ramban Momonites rule to destroy idol worship or not? Idol worship must be destroyed simply a yes. Okay, so Christians will be classified as non-Noahides and put to death as idolaters under these laws. They fail to see it for what it is because they are blinded by the false doctrines of Christian Zionism and Dominionism. They are so obsessed with Jewish culture. I'm sharing this article. This is good. Law and religion that they can't even see that they are supporting a thoroughly anti-Christ system as a result. Trump and his Shabbatist family have become heroes of the Noahide movement as they have been recognized as aligned with this theocratic system being built around all of us. And y'all do know about the connection between Trump and the Shabbats, his son-in-law, his daughter, and his father. His father gave millions of dollars to the Shabbat uh, synagogue in New York years ago, like back in the 1950s. So Trump has been very connected to all of this uh jewish deal and then his daughter ended up marrying the guy who was actually doing the peace deal over and i mean you can't make this stuff up right you cannot make this stuff up okay so they have become heroes of the noahide movement as they have been recognized as aligned with this theocratic system being built all around us so when mike evans of the friends of zion museum says trump knows us he knows what we believe oh guess what this reminds me of bride remember the noahide i mean the orthodox jews that told trump they thought he was the messiah based on the number of his name remember this conversation they recorded what did they say if you don't believe us ask your son your son-in-law jerry because he knows us okay so let's continue this is what he is referencing the coming dominion of zionists superiority and the future one world religion trump has been called many things king of israel cyrus the protector of israel but what he should be called is a judas goat as he leads christians to their own destruction and persecution bam this person is right on it let me tell you why do you remember bribe when i told you i said i have had this nagging feeling i say nagging but this constant thought that trump is leading us to our persecution you know why because the people that we thought was evil left constantly hates us because here is this man on twitter and he puts people down he acts crazy full of pride saying he's the chosen one uh calling people names putting people down saying uh, absurd things on twitter putting down other cultures and what do they do on twitter bride they constantly say we are done with these hypocrites out here who support this man we cannot understand why you do this when he acts like this when he is so prideful i mean 
in their mind, we are just plumb ridiculous. And we have accepted all of his crazy behavior because of our excuses of what Cyrus did. He was an evil man used by God, blah, blah, blah. We all know the excuses. We all hear and have believed. But now that I've put all this together, I see what this person is saying. He is leading the Christians to their own destruction. Why? He is partnering with the very ones that are going to turn around and kill us. And that is the Orthodox Jews. That is the ones going to implement the Noahide laws. And that is the evangelicals that are now opening up their church to all these messianic people that are teaching the Hebraic roots, that are taking everybody back to the Talmud, taking them back to uh, the Torah, back to the Jewish fables that Jesus warned us about. So, all right. Well, Brian, that is it for today. I just wanted to show you all the connection that goes back to the deep state. It all rolls back to what is going to come, which is the Noahide laws. This Abrahamic faith covenant for peacemaking as Jewish, Christian, and Muslim people. This is that unity deal that Paula White and everybody's involved with. As Jewish, Christian, and Muslim people, we find common ground for our common origin. We are followers of Abraham, committed to the human family, and therefore adhere to a common core of ethical standards. We shall pursue friendship, peace, and justice. We shall speak out against all forms of prejudice, hatred, and discrimination. We shall stand for religious pluralism. I told you, Brad, that's a term you've got to know. That is ecumenical. And mutual understanding that undergird the, resili the resilience of America. As people of faith, we enter into a sacred covenant with a pledge to pursue courageous friendships that bridge cultural divides, weave our lives in, in, into in, and institutions into the fabric and safety and, and security, speak and participate in public life, shun passivity for creative and responsible imaginations, blah, 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 blah. But I want to show you a, uh, let me go to Paula White. I want to show you her in this interview. She was talking to Jewish-led Breitbart, which I found out was led by Jews. I want to show you what she said to them about how she thinks. Let me find it. Okay, here she is on Paul Harvey. Listen to this one. You have to accept unconditionally, love unconditionally, pray. Without that expectation of trying to make someone be who you want them to be. In fact, if we went straight up Bible, it's going to say that you will win them over not by your words, but by your lifestyle. So he obviously. I don't believe that Yorkism is connected to God. He loves us. God is in love. When a person has love in them, they have God in them. Look at this picture right here. Let me throw up the photo.
this is a good example here of the uh, how evil the Democrats are. See how she pushes it on there. Let's see, where is that interview? I'm looking at him. Well, I was wanting you to hear, Brian, but I can't find you, Dr. Field. There's Jensen Franklin. All right, well, I can't find it. That's not it. That's her husband in Rolling Stone magazine. The National Prayer Breakfast, by the way, which is nothing but an ecumenical uh, false event. All right, well, I can't find it. All right, Brian, well, that's it. I hope I have helped you to see the big picture of this great awakening that they are calling forth, which is getting everybody to believe that the enemy is the deep state. So let's just all pull together in this one world unity. And then we're going to come together and take down all these evil people. We're going to implement the Noahide laws. And then we're going to be able to come together and have everybody say we serve the same God. So just leave out the name of Jesus and you'll be okay. All right, Brian, well, I love you and I pray you have a blessed day. God bless. Treehouse Publishers presents Author and White House Correspondent Dr. June Knight has published 10 books. As she traveled the country in obedience to God-serving ministries, her books are about the Bride of Christ, preparing the church for the end of days, persecution, purity, and spiritual warfare. She even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride Jesus is the True Husband. Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast system. Dr. June released four books this year about current day situations such as judgment, technology, tribulation days and more. These four books released in April of 2020 after she left the White House and exposes what she knows about President Trump and the Antichrist agenda. 
These books reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and it's for the harvest. Dr. June reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception. She explains what is the ecumenical movement, new apostolic reformation, and false religions, exposes the one world religion agenda, Dr. June exposes the new world order and satanic agenda, this book exposes the lie of the new apostolic reformation evangelicals who have surrounded the president and is partnering with the beast system. This book's chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church. This book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment. What is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? This book discusses now that we know apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment where do we go from here? How do we prepare? What do we look for? What about technology? the human implantation chip, etc. So purchase the American pod books today before they shut them down. Be alert. Be informed. Be equipped for the war ahead. Or go to www.gotreehouse.org and purchase all 10 of Dr. June's books today on sale. If you are interested in writing a book please go to treehousepublishers.com. Thank you. and White House correspondent Dr. June Knight has published 10 books. As she traveled the country in obedience to God-serving ministries, her books are about the Bride of Christ, preparing the church for the end of days, persecution, purity, and spiritual warfare. She even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride, Jesus is the True Husband. Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast system. Released four books this year about current day situations such as judgment, technology, tribulation days and more. These four books released in April of 2020 after she left the White House and exposes what she knows about President Trump and the Antichrist agenda. These books reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and it's for the harvest. Dr. June reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception. She explains what is the ecumenical movement, new apostolic reformation, and false religions, exposes the one world religion agenda. Dr. June exposes the new world order and satanic agenda. This book exposes the lie of the new apostolic reformation evangelicals who have surrounded the president and is partnering with the beast system. This book chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church. This book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment. What is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? This book discusses now that we know apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment. Where do we go from here? How do we prepare? What do we look for? What about technology? The human implantation chip, etc. So purchase the American pod books today before they shut them down. Be alert. Be informed. 
be equipped for the war ahead. Or go to www.gotreehouse.org and purchase all 10 of Dr. Judy's books today on sale. If you are interested in writing a book, please go to treehousepublishers.com.